Who loves the kitty? <laughs> Who loves the kitty? Are these your shoes? Blah! <laughs> oh, there's our intro. There's me. Welcome back for episode 34. 34. We are Kevin Schwantz tonight. Hey. Kevin Schwantz. That's not a bad... Not a bad thing. No. No, not a bad thing at all. Nope. But we are charging hard into 2017 with our first episode of the year. Yep. This is our one year anniversary. Uh, We still have three more days for that, but yet, good enough. This will be... By the time this gets published, it will be... It'll be be one year anniversary. So we've been doing this for a year solid, or almost solid. Yes. It's kind of... That's kind of awesome. Very awesome. Yeah. But before we get too far of ourselves, sitting on Daniel's couch, we've got Tina Vita in her phone and the Daniel the track rat and me, Chris the wingman. Yep. And we are here to talk to you about tonight's episode titled Winter to Ride or Hide. Um, I vote hide because it's really fucking cold <laughs> it, the bottom fell out of it and it's going to keep going the high on Friday is going to be 29 degrees they have salted the interstates oh yeah they've salted yes. they're going to salt the entirety of Tennessee and there is no bread or milk to be found nope. in any of the grocery stores so, and you have to live in the south to understand what that truly means yep so all of you people out on the west coast and all of you everywhere else that are nice and warm and sunny and can ride all year and be comfortable and your tires work you suck. Or we could just move there. See that I've, we just bought the house, and I really don't want to have to go through selling it right now. And then we got to move again. Excuses. You can move. Nah, see, let me. No, I'm not here. moving again. I'm not moving again. <laughs> yeah, moving sucks. Moving is terrible. <sighs> but there better be a really, really fat paycheck on top of that move. <laughs> Unfortunately, fat paychecks usually come with an increased price in cost of living. True, but anyway. <clears throat> Anyways. Yep. So Welcome back. That. Welcome um, back. Start off the show just with a big shout out and thank you to our favorite misfits out in Santa Cruz. Our favorite they are the misfits they out are. in Santa Cruz. <laughs> well that yes. They are true. the misfits in Santa Cruz. But we do definitely want to say thank you. Yes, thank you uh, so much. We had the the opportunity to sit in on a call with them last week. Yep. Uh to join in on their year end review episode. And uh, it was a, bl- <coughs> a blast. And apparently, Chris is still not able to stop coughing no, from this. No, but I blame the winter. Yes, I again thank you again, guys. You yes. didn't have to do that. And I actually, I told you after we got done, and you told me what mm-hmm. was said. The best compliment I have ever gotten in the motorcycling world was when Isaac or whoever it was. It was Isaac. It was it Isaac said that the reason why he started watching MotoGP was because of us yes. talking about it and talking yep. about the Setting riders' TV in the garage so like, he can watch rip races while he's working on bikes. That's the yeah. best compliment I you could have given me. Yeah, that is it's, truly awesome. That's wonderful. And it, again, it's one of the, it, I was, I think I told you about this. I don't know if I told you about it. Like, there's two podcasts I want to be on. The Smoking Tire. But that's okay. probably never going to happen because <laughs> I'm not famous and I'm not in the car industry. Like that. Or be the Misfits. 
And, yep. you know, that's bucket list for me. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. we just got to get away out there just to, like, kind of cruise out there and show up and freak them out. Right. Just, like, <laughs> don't even tell anybody. Like, so maybe you, tell Isaac. because like, hey, we're going to come out. Don't tell anybody. I want to do that just to watch them get you dicked. Oh, yeah. Well, you too. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But my thing is, we'll just have to figure out a way to get them back on that one. Because we're all, we're both the devious minds. Yes. But, but I, yeah, that was an awesome way for yes. us to end 2016 and bring, bring 2017 into, into being. Yeah. And, uh, couldn't have asked for more. And again, motorcycles and misfits from the recycle garage in Santa, sunny Santa Cruz. Find them on iTunes if you aren't already listening to them. Yeah. You need to because they're awesome people. They, yeah, they constantly make us step our game up. So. And they're they're fun to listen to. It's it's really entertaining. But anyway, on on to some news with the show. Yes. What news? What are we talking about? Well, first? Uh, again, it's kind of uh, motorcycle industry uh, water bottle talk. What now? Uh, water cooler talk. Water cooler. Thank you. I was trying to figure that one out because we don't have a water cooler. Coffee machine. Talk. Coffee machine. There you go. Um, Anthony from Revzilla. You know Anthony. Oh Lord. How, you know our favorite. Overly caffeinated CEO. He can. You, he's slash your video host. He's your favorite. I'm nothing against the guy. He seems like a really nice dude, but I don't. I yeah. can't handle him. I respect him for bringing yes. him and his buddies bringing up Revzilla into what it is. Yes, I get uh, You know they were recently acquired by another company. Uh, we've talked about this uh, several episodes back. But for those uh, of you who forgot, they got picked up by. They got bought out by Cycle Gear. Yes. So Anthony has stepped. Aside as CEO, mm-hmm. uh, just recently, uh, handing the reins over to someone else. They haven't named who yet. Uh, so he's leaving all the day-to-day activities to someone else. Uh, he has opted to leave them in his terms with someone with a broader playbook for the corporate world. And I, when you told me this and I heard broader playbook, that means someone corporate is getting a hold of it and they're going to turn... Revzilla into the cycle, the online cycle gear arm, and the, again, all you have to do is say playbook, and it's welcome to corporate America. Every, yes, you're going to be that store. That whole thing is going to be run by committee, and the individuality of that site is going to go away. Yep. Sorry, that's just the way it's going to be. Now that being said, he's not stepping away entirely. He's still going to do the videos and stuff. Yes, though. he'll still okay. be the voice and face of Revzilla that we all know. He's going to have handlers now, is yeah, what it's going to be. pretty much. Yeah. So, that's kind of it. Um, really, that's the only scuttlebutt I've picked up as far as what's going on out there in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Armoy races from this year, and Michael Dunlop, came, or William Dunlop, came from nowhere trying to make a pass, and it was like, there's no way this is going to stick. Anyway, um, so, yeah, there's that. Again, I've never been, I can't say I haven't looked at Revzilla, because I have. It's a dec- It's a nice website. It just... The interface doesn't work with my the way my mind works. Right, you're used so to... I'm used to sport bike track gear, and again, Brian Van is personally better mm-hmm. for um, reviews and that kind of thing. But again, it's whatever you know, tomato, tomato. Right, fine. I'm, Everyone's got their preferences. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, I wish him all the best. I really hope that it doesn't turn into a really big just. I, I'm I'm very anti corporate run well, gear shops, but that's you know, just me. It, it's kind of like I'm not going to name the the other company, the distributor that uh, 
has recently been acquired by another larger distribution company. Um, oh, wait. I was part of this right there at the end. Yeah. I knew about this happening. Yeah. Um, they which bought should that. have been a very good thing. Yeah, they bought the tractor and didn't have any money to keep the tractor <coughs> running. Well, I don't think it's really that so much as... You know, when when you come into... When you take over something, you kind of need to look at what that company you've just taken yeah. over does well with yeah, and what it doesn't. And instead of just implementing all your ways of doing things, might not necessarily be what it's that company's strength was. Yeah. So when you start pushing in on this and you change everything that ever was working, you're going to start breaking down everywhere. Yeah. And that seems to be what's happening. Again, I'm not going to name the distributor yet um, just because I'm just not going to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's the... Scuttlebutt anyway, yeah. there. Um, we're actually going to talk more about the motorcycle industry dealership-wise. Next week. Next week, our guest Colin, who's gonna, who is a sales manager at another dealership here, um, actually wanted to come in a few weeks ago, but timing just didn't work out. But he'll be in sucked. with us next week for yeah. that. That'll be fun. I'm excited to hear about that because I, it's, it's, that's a side of the industry I haven't <coughs> been in a long time. Right. And I'm really interested to see what goes on because back when every – you know, the mid, the early 20s year old, 20 year olds mm-hmm. were buying motorcycles that weren't, none of the modern retro stuff was really available. Right. And they weren't really into it. Everybody was buying sport bikes. Either sport bikes or the crew choppers. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm really interested to see how, see what his take on a lot of stuff is. Yes, so, definitely. And it's, yeah. you know, while I work at a dealership, I'm in a different segment or division of the shop. I'm yeah. in the parts world. And while, I see it. I don't see it like they do on the front lines. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that next week. Let's see. Racing wise, the car started. The car started. Um, I haven't really been able to check this just because the website won't let me on there for some reason. Right. And if you don't know what the Dakar Rally is, basically it's it's Erzberg like over two weeks. Erzberg. <laughs> yeah. As they say, it's one of those things. Your Erzberg is probably the hardest eight hours you'll ever deal with on a motorcycle. Dakar is probably the hardest two weeks you'll ever have on a motorcycle. Right. Right. These guys are, and the the route is always the really difficult, and you could probably trail ride it and be okay, and not really have to worry about getting hurt or breaking stuff. These guys are flat stick everywhere. Right, 120, 100, 115, 120 miles an hour on a dirt bike going through the desert, or a very highly modified. Yeah off-road rally machine like yeah. the Super Tenere. Yeah. It's that that race is obscene. It's one of those deals where it's I, it, I liken it to the Isle of Man for off-road racing. Yeah. It's just the the balls <coughs> that you have to have to race this thing. Yeah. Is obscene. Yeah. Unfortunately, while the the event is called the Dakar Rally. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is no longer held in the car. It's no, it's no longer held, in, no longer held in Northern Africa, just for the sheer fact that Northern Africa is not a real place that you want to be right now. <laughs> it's not very friendly. No, so they moved it over to Argentina, and I think it started in Chile, mm-hmm. Chile this year, and it's it's in Argentina now. So we, I don't have a way to watch it. Unfortunately, I'd re- no. I really enjoy watching it because the scenery is beautiful. And the bikes and heck the, the cars a, that they're racing. It's just a man. different style yeah. of riding. It's really neat. It's kind of really like the Baja, neat. just 
it's much more It's a intense. two week long Baja yeah. is what it is. And and it's just you. There's no switching off riders like Baja is. No. No. It's an iron that's the iron butt. There's yeah. your iron butt. Have at an it. An endurance race to beat all endurance it's races. It's insane. But again, it's it's really popular over in Europe. It's really big over it's huge over in France. All your top riders are French. Um not to say that's a bad thing, I'm just saying it's it's just the, the way fact that they're dominating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's <coughs> it's going right now. Um, I know the, the the Yamaha Junior team won the first day, mm-hmm. and this is a guy that was on a privateer team last year, and they bumped him up to the junior team to a Yamaha Junior team. It's like, hey, I hope and he's trying out for a, a factory ride next year, from what I was reading. So, but yeah, it's it's going right now. It's it's nuts that tra- if you get a chance, if you catch any, have the ability to catch any of the footage, watch it. You'll be amazed. So. Yes. There's that. Which I'm kind of surprised, you know, that it's not, well, it, it, hmm. it is still a bit more European than most Americans. Well, yeah, it's know about, I was going to say it's kind of, it's a different style of stuff with the increase in dual sport riders. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear more and more about this growing. Eventually we probably will. Um, but When, whereas your motorcycle market here is going to be more, it has to be the biggest, best thing. It's either Supercross or, mm-hmm. you know, full-on Superbike MotoGP. There's no in-between. Right. There's no gray area in any of this. So, like, the gray area is, you know, your rally raid stuff, your... um now your club racing stuff. The Isle of Man's getting a lot bigger now just because it's of YouTube. Thank you. Right. And um uh it's just it's gonna be Dakar is one of those deals where if you catch it and you understand what's going on, you it's you're you're stuck. But if you have no idea what's if you have happening, no idea what's going on, you sit there and watch it for a little while, you'll figure it out. It's pretty wild. They're riding some weird looking bikes. Yeah. What you think. Yeah. Yeah, those are goofy looking. What is that? Yeah, the Super Tenere is, you know, one of the one of the bikes that kind of came out of that. Are they still racing that? I don't think they're racing uh, that anymore. I don't know. I think they're doing... They're I know running, we're not selling a whole lot of them. No, they're running 450s with the rally raid stuff yeah. on it now, probably. But, I mean, it's a very interesting looking bike. And, of course, it's purpose built for rally yeah. racing. Yeah. Which, but, you know, it's kind of interesting seeing all that come out to the, the mainstream now with, like, the CRF 250 rally. Yeah. Thank you, know. you, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. They're at it's fault growing. for that completely. And by the way, if you don't know what we're meant by that, we're talking about Long, long way, way Around. And Long Way Down. Yeah. Yeah. Watch those. They're very... It's very, very entertaining. It's very yeah. neat. The Long Way Around's fun. I like that. I haven't watched Long Way Down yet. Yeah, neither have I. But, um... Oh, goodness. But that's the car. <laughs> so, now cool. what? Well, let's get into the meat of tonight's uh, episode. Talking about cold winter. Oh, God. Yes. The worst. Yeah, winter sucks. It sucks. You know, for uh, those of you not living in the more temperate areas yeah, um, that have year-round riding seasons, we're <sighs> fortunate. At least we have a good, what, our, eight, Our riding season is nine months long. You know? it, it stops right there at the middle of October. I'm sure there are people listening to you right now that's like, really? I get like a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of the, it's. I just, I can't, I've done the... Riding year round and cold, I can't do it anymore. I just I don't like it. 
It's <coughs> not fun. It's not. I don't. I don't want to ride when it feels like I'm being abused. <laughs> you know, like I, I've done it. I did the. Uh, there was. I just. Uh, you can't move around on the bike. You're stuck on it. You it's can't, not fun. You can't ride the bike like you would if it was warm. No, you can't. I mean, that's true. And I can't. But if I can't ride the bike the way I want to, I don't want to ride it. It's just frustrating. Right. You know? And there are certain things that, you know, you can do that have fun, but it all depends what kind of bike you're riding, too. True. Of course, yeah. I mean, look at what I'm on. Right. And it's well, those tires that you're, that you're on is on. The tires would be the... the that's where the, you're going to have problems. Is the problem. You still got yeah. race slicks on your bike. Damn near. <laughs> yeah. I've got GPAs on it Hell, still. you almost need to put tire warmers on just to get it work on that. It's, it's In damn the warm. near. It's damn near. They heat up kind of quick, but you got to right. run. You got to run some pretty low pressures. Right now, cruisers—they're uh, built yeah. for this shit. Um, but really, the the biggest thing is uh, for those of you who are going to ride, you need to make sure you take the precautions. Yes. For one, make sure the bike's ready. Um, you need to check your tire pressures now, not like after you get to work. Bundle um, up. Yeah. Um, make sure everything's good. Main thing for you is, like you said, bundle up. Um, if you are purpose of getting out to ride, if you're commuting, um, start off with a good base layer. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily need like a compression fit Ugh. warmth that you put under everything. It helps. Trust me, it does. That's the, what I use. Yeah. Uh, under Armour hot cold hockey gear works really well. Actually, so does their infrared. Yeah. Yeah. Super light, but it's really warm. Yeah. Um, and you can usually throw that over your normal clothes. So. A lot of people commute to work and they actually have to wear, you know, very professional attire. Um, put that in a backpack. I'm like, no. Put it in a backpack as much as you can. Yeah. Um, polar fleece definitely helps. Something that will stop yeah. the wind. Um, you're going to be the Stay Puff Marshmallow guy. Yep. You're going to be, you're going to look like the guy that Dan Aykroyd thought of on the, in the <coughs> movie. But it's just, it. I've done the riding in cold. It's mm-hmm. There was a night where... I was hanging out with some friends and I looked at the clock and I looked at the temperature and I looked at the weather and it went, okay, I either leave now and make the hour ride home and make it to work tomorrow morning or I get stay here and I get snowed in. Right. So I rode home from Bowling Green to Nashville in 31 degrees, 28 degrees, all the way home. Sucked. It was the worst. That is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> it was awful. That was. Mm-mm. I yeah. never want to do that again. Well, if you're riding in just you know, jeans and like a leather jacket, Bad. you're gonna freeze your ass. You off. are going to freeze. You will oh. be hypothermic. Yeah, I mean, this is the one of the few times I actually don't wear leather, most because yeah. all the leather I have is perforated. Yeah, that's all. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're gonna want long underwear. You're gonna want in- insulated jeans. Insulated jeans, if you can get them. Yeah, if you have them. Um, if you don't, and I've ridden with just regular jeans, um, through the winters yeah. several times, but definitely yeah. get yourself some base layers for that. I want, um, no, you know, good socks, good pair of boots is always a plus. Plus you want to be able to have something that when you put your foot down, isn't going to slip. Yeah. So get some good boots. They do make uh motorcycle specific tire uh, tires, boots. No, really they don't do no. that. <laughs> boots for winter type riding. Yeah, um, Alpine Star's got some really good ones. Actually, for the, about one hundred fifty bucks. Really good ones are the Speedies. Speedy makes really oh, good yeah. touring boots. Well, they make good boots. Period. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. lot of good options out there. 
Um, one thing that I find to be the most important for me is uh, like a net gator. Yeah. Um, I use a couple different things. I've got some from uh, Salt Armor, which is mm-hmm. actually a very thin, almost looks like a t-shirt thin material. Yeah. But it does a lot to block the wind. It's amazing how the <coughs> how, what the, the clothing technologies come yeah. from. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's breathable stuff in the summertime and it yeah. works great. But uh, it does well blocking the wind because if my throat gets cold, I'm Forget done. It. I'm just done. If my feet get cold, it's what I'm doing. Yeah, I can't. Good socks. Uh, yeah. For Two me, or three layers of socks is what I had, used <laughs> to have to do. Motocross socks. Oh uh, no, we are, I always use just good thick wool socks. Oh, I mean, I'm go. not looking for feel right. when I'm you know riding when your toes are yeah when you're anyways. yeah you know I'm not looking for feel through the bike when I'm trying to get home when it's cold but, right. So yeah, keep your extremities warm because that's yes. that's really where kind of all the blood ends up going when you're cold. Yeah, um, it makes the rest of you cold. Uh, now that being said, I hate water gloves. I mean, I cannot stand oh. how thick they are. That's what feels really important to me in the cold at that yeah. point. Um, which is funny. I say that, and I'm wearing you know perforated leather gloves yeah. anyways. Yeah, and it's like 25 degrees, and I can't feel anything. I just. I, if you can't feel what the bike is telling you through the handlebars, you don't want to deal with. Like it's not, that's not fun. Well, You're, that is dangerous. It's dangerous. You don't know what's going on. Holy crap! Oh, we're watching the BSB from Brands Hatch right now, and there's a ZX10 on top of the tires with the rider's helmet off, and he's on top of the tires too. This is not smart. And that's not good at that's, all. This is not good. This is not smart. What in the world? How did this crash happen? Okay, sliding, sliding, sliding. He is... There's oh. two of them. He ended... Wow. Oh, that, there's another bike that went past the There's two tires. bikes in this... Cr- wow. That's bad. Squirrel. What? Yes. That was a squirrel. bad crash. British Superbikes, Brands Hatch, Race 1. Looks like lap 4 or 5. Looks like they're coming off the back straight going into that right. And it... It's assholes and elbows, as Colin Edwards calls it. Right. Anyway, but uh, back to the original conversation. Yeah, it's dangerous because if you can't feel what your your front end's telling you, what your brakes are telling you, what your suspension's telling you, bad things are going to happen. You can't. You're not communicating with the bike, and the you yeah. and the bike aren't talking, and that's that's ends up being get, putting yourself in a situation that you, it doesn't need to be in. Just like anything, the key to a good relationship is communication. Yes. And when your relationship could involve you hitting the road literally, that's a, yeah, that's a bad, very important. Bad day. Um, but that being said, as much as I hate winter gloves, it, it is a necessity when the temperatures drop. Yes. Especially more than 50 degrees. Um, you know, for me, anything about 50 or so, I'm usually wearing my, my usual gear. Well, so 50 for me. Maybe even in the, in the 40s to a point. My cutoff is 45. I'm not riding if it's 45. <coughs> I just, I can't do it. Um, I've got heated grips on the bike, so I'm yes. good. And if you can get heated grips, yes. you know, I, I've fought heated grips for a long time till last year, uh, November. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, they're awesome. They're um, great. I've gone so far as to get these, uh, what are they called? Um, hot hands. Yep. From Oxford. Uh-huh. Um, that actually wrap around your standard grip. Yeah. And I've got them on 13. Yeah. Well, Again, mine came, my, well, yeah, they came with the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a cheater like that. No, it was in the air. Um, No, (laughs) no, no. 
No. No. Which, I mean, that's pretty awesome for it to come from the factory yeah. with them. Um, if you ride all year. <coughs> Apparently, me. Chris doesn't breathe. No. All year. I can't breathe. Um, if you ride all year, heated grips are a necessity. Yeah. And again, that's one of those things you want to make sure your bike can handle them. Make sure you wire it upright because if you start throwing a bunch of accessories on it and you don't wire the bike yeah. correctly, you're going to start popping regulators and draining batteries and everything else. Yes. So keep you, that in mind. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, if you can change the oil and that kind of thing, but you don't know anything about electrical stuff, don't do it. Let somebody right. else do it. Especially if you get some of the uh, heated gear that plugs into itself. Yeah. So you've got your pants liner, your, <coughs> your jacket liner, and your gloves, and sometimes socks. Yeah. Oh, that's pulling a lot of power. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you if you've got a CB750, it ain't gonna do it. it. You're killing your bike. I've got a <coughs> heated vest that I have still have to wire up. I have to get the wiring, the connector mm-hmm. onto the that goes onto the bike. Which I'll tell you, I I used a um a heated jacket liner. Yeah, it did really well. I mean, I didn't I didn't sweat. I certainly wasn't cold when it was 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. Well, this one I got. But. BMW gave me this. Uh, so They didn't give you this. <laughs> bike blew up. Oh, yeah. This was. Well, they did give it to me for my bike they being did. down. Your bike was down. You couldn't ride it. It that's was the why first they, couple months of you even owning the damn thing. Oh, well, that's why they so gave it to me. They didn't give you crap. They reimbursed you for your. Uh, your pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. Anyway, whatever. But. The thing I didn't like about it. What? Oh, you're fine. You didn't like it. Is I hated being tethered to the bike. True, yeah. Now, that being said, I've got heated gloves. Yeah. That I love, even though they're really thick. And I feel like I've been making fried chicken from scratch and I can't feel anything. Yep. Um, It's battery operated. Oh, that's cool. And again, it, it lasts long enough for me to ride home back and probably do it again. Yeah. Um... And it keeps me warm. Combine that with some heated grips. Oh, you're a happy camper. Oh, I bet. I bet. And here I was thinking that happy campers were for old people. No. No. Nope. How old am I again? You, well, you're getting there. No, shut up. It's like, let's <coughs> provide you for your little ones and your old age. We'll be here in a couple of weeks now. <laughs> so, I mean, there's definitely that. Yeah. Um, just the main thing. Make sure you protect yourself. From the elements. Yes. Um, and you will get wet at some point in time. Yep. So, have that all in mind. Wet and cold is probably the worst. Yeah. Now, that I don't advise riding if you no. know it's wet and it's cold at no. all. Um, that's about the only time I will say hell no. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the bike goes, again, tire pressure is a big thing. Um, tires are never going to get warm. Yeah. Your tires won't get warm, so... Don't try to put a knee down. Um, no, don't do that. At any point in time. Just get to where you need to go. This is not, if you're yeah. riding, you're riding because it's fun, sure. But it's not time to try and push because it's just not going right. to work. Be smooth on the controls, yeah. which you should be anyways. Uh, but definitely be smoother. And, you know, again, just give your bike time to warm up, especially if you leave it outside. Yeah. Uh, even more so in the winter, but it's still something you want to do even when it's warm. You know, let it warm up. Give it a minute or two just to get heat in the engine and into, into the oil, brakes, suspension, everything. Yeah, and that you know, start off slow. Let everything warm up and then go for it. Yep. Um, now the opposite side of the spectrum, 
for those who'd rather hide, they said arrive. Me! Again, there's no shame in that at all. Nope. <coughs> you know, you, everyone's got their comfort level. You know, there are a lot of people that have to ride. I'm not. I I'm mean, out. I like literally have to ride because for a while, my bike was literally my only form of transportation. Mine too. And, uh, you know, I'd ride up until it was 16 degrees or if there was ice out, I'd say hell no. Nope. Um, now, for those of you who ought to, you know, preserve themselves. Yes, that would be me. You do want to do a couple of things to maintain your bike as well. Yep. Uh, doesn't matter if it's carbureted or fuel injected, you're going to do more or less the same thing. Yeah. Definitely get some fuel stabilizer, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the ethanol in today's fuel. That's some nasty shit. Yeah, it's bad. <coughs> Luckily, there's a pure station right down the street for me, so I can get pure gasoline. Right. And even then, even if you are using ethanol-free gas, you still need to put a stabilizer in it. Because yeah. gas will gas turn will into bad. the green monster yep. pretty quickly. Ethanol will make it quick and make the process quicken. Yep. What else you can do, you can also make sure you heat cycle it, too. Mm-hmm. Start it. Get it up to, depending on the bike, get it up to anywhere from 130 to 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Let it sit there for a minute and then turn it off. Just yep. make sure it cycles through. Yep. That gets the coolant and everything, especially if it's a uh, um, water-cooled bike. Yeah. Or just your oil yep. circulating. That way you're not getting any sludge buildup. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Apparently, but, Chris has sludge buildup in his lungs. Yes, I've been trying to get rid of it for weeks. Um but yeah, definitely put your fuel stabilizer in. Fill up your tank there. Yeah. Then, uh, if you are running a carbureted bike, uh, shut off the petcock. Yeah, make sure the fuel's off. And run it until it runs out. Yep. In the carb. So that way you've got empty bowls with nothing in it, coated with some good stabilizer. And then, put your bike on a battery tender. Yeah. Or something similar. Well, that cycling, it depends on the, the age of the bike, the yeah. age of the battery, but heat cycling and everything, run it for a little bit, that'll put a little bit of charge on it, so you should be okay. Well, still, if your bike's going to sit there for weeks on end, yeah, you still want to put it on a tender, um, especially since cold, especially, likes to sap the life out of batteries. Yes, it does. Um, I mean, honestly, with a good battery tender, especially one from Battery Tender or Optimate, yeah. not placing products here, Nope. Um, you could... Literally leave your battery on it indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Well, see, there's a on the battery tenders and stuff. They've got the a smart charger. The smart chargers. They'll get it up to where it's, it's topped like off, twelve point eight, and then they'll volts. quit and they'll just keep it at that level. Right, and if they'll actually monitor it once it hits twelve point eight, it'll monitor the, <coughs> the charge. Yeah, until it drops to something like twelve point three or twelve point four mm-hmm. volts, and then it'll kick back on. That way, it never gets to a danger level. Yep. Yes. Danger, Will Robinson. Uh, Danger. If you've got stands for your bike, if you're like if you're riding a sport bike, use them. Get those tires off the ground. Yeah, that way they don't flat spot. Uh, even if you don't overinflate the tires a little bit. Yeah. I mean, don't go straight to like 50 psi, but definitely go four or five pounds over. Mm-hmm. Um, just to help it reduce the chance of getting the uh, the flat spots. And if you wait a minute, if you do the if you get a flat spot, it's they go away quick once they get hot, but you'll be all right. As long as you don't let it sit for too long. Yeah. Um, and, of course, cover your bike if it's outside. The elements will wreak yes. havoc on it. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. That depends yeah. on what you plan on doing. But uh, don't be scared. Yeah. If you want to get out there and ride, just be go. smart. Just and be you'll, smart. you'll be able to enjoy it. Yep. Um, and if you don't, 
hey, at least your bike's ready for you when there is one of those random days where it's like 60 degrees out and it's the middle of January. But remember, just because it's 60 degrees out does not mean the road's going to be warm. Exactly. The road's going to be cold. You need to watch the roads. Um, you, when the road temperatures aren't you know, anywhere near 70 yeah. You know, you still need to be careful. You can't just rail through the corner like you normally would. Yep, I learned that one the hard way. Yeah. Which, honestly, it's the first break of spring. People go down for that reason. Really quick. Yeah. Not to mention all this weather puts <laughs> potholes out there. Yeah. Yeah, salt and water and ice and rain and, yeah, it does bad things to the road. I want to do bad things with you. <laughs> it's my true blood impression for the day nice but other than that yeah i mean that's kind of the, the biggest thing yeah just watch out but enjoy mm-hmm. it at the same time if you can yep let's see i got one thing what's that since isaac called me out how about i'm because uh, I'm, I'm for the last couple of in, uh, episodes i've said i was gonna i found something i would trade the bmw in so All right. so basically hey, daniel's saying encouraging him <laughs> daniel and Several episodes in a row, more than we can probably count. Yeah, has always said, I would trade my bike for X bike. This is okay. This is what it would be. The only thing that would get me off the BMW right now, for now. Shut up, Chris. Right now, it starts to sound like me. Yeah, is if Triumph made an 800 Daytona. It's the only thing that's going to get me off my BMW. That's it. That's it. 800 Daytona, 800 speed triple, nothing, no. 800 Daytona. If that happens, I would be seriously thinking about it. Well, other than that, no. We're only a few days from finding out what. That's Tom's a spe- gonna- that's a street triple. <coughs> that's probably going to be an 800 street triple, and that doesn't gain me anything if I do that. Well, but if it's a street triple, it's an 800. It's still the same platform. It still is the same platform, but. I, I'm not going to say I'm okay. Yeah. But if they don't, if they, if they do it, I would consider it. But if they just do a street triple 800 and don't do a Daytona, then I'm good. I'm not going to get, that's it. Not going to do it. 800, a a, a Triumph Daytona 800 would be what I would have to do it for. Well, I guess only time will tell. Yep. Only time will tell. (coughs) It'll hopefully be around the time where I can get some money (laughs) for it. (laughs) I'm that is the, an evil look. I'm getting the death stare again. I don't know why. What do I do now? Okay. Pay off the stuff. <laughs> yeah, pay it, pay off, it off before you trade it. Yeah. Gotta do that first. Anyway. So, oh. there's that. Let's see. Well, I think that's pretty much everything we've got for the um, night. Well, there's some British Superbike and Real Roads Racing news that we got today. Um, Peter Hickman is back on a BMW for the year, which is a fantastic, which is fantastic news because he did all his winning on a BMW. So, um, with Smith's BMW, so he's going to be on the BMW and probably on a Triumph for Supersport. So, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting because as fast as he's been, as fast as he was in the Kawasaki, he's that with the BMW, the way he was on at Macau, it's going to be, I'm going to put him, as long as he stays healthy and he has a good year, I'm going to put him right up there running with Hutchie and Michael Dunlop for wins because he's going to be really fast on that BMW. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. 
and I'm really excited. I'm happy for him because he's going to be he's the he's that up and coming dude that everybody's kind of watching. So Hick, Hickman's going to be see. fun. He was on that Kawasaki for the uh, the year last year, and it didn't really something was up with that bike in England. Like Ellison didn't James Ellison didn't do all that well on it. He was he's a former endurance and super stock thousand world champion. Um, uh, here we see Leon Haslam crashing one right now. Um, Leon Haslam did okay until like the tail end of the British Superbike series. Well, he did. He didn't do okay until the tail end, and he just went on a tear. And it's just, oh, yeah, oh, it's raining right now, so everyone, yeah. it's like probably like an ice skating rink. But so, the BMW seems just to be a better package for the roads. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be fun. Um, we still don't know what Michael Dunlop's going to do. He's still up in the air. Maybe a BMW. There's rumors of him being on Suzuki next year for hmm. the, with the new GSX 1000. And that would be wonderful if they did that. So that'd be really cool. Put him on that bike and it would do really well with him on it because he's, it's Michael Dunlop. He's insane. Right. So there's all, that's all I've got for uh, that I'm aware of. Gotcha. Um, well, you know, kind of going toward to our own things here. Um, wingmansgarage.com, our web, website, will be going some through some changes here soon. Our, what? Wait yeah. I'm going to simplify it, I think, a bit more um, and actually start using it more. So yeah. if, you, if you've been visiting our website, I'm sorry I haven't updated anything in quite a while. Um, but that will be going through a facelift here. Um, one thing I would like to ask is for everyone to get on Facebook and like our page on Facebook, Wingling's Garage. Yes, please. Um, and share it with your friends. Get the word out. Um if you would like to sit in with us on yes. a call, um, I believe we can make that happen now. So if you're interested, hit us up. Yeah. Um, we'd love to hear from everyone who listens. And uh, I'm sure you've got your own stories to tell. Love to have you here. Um, get in touch with us either on Facebook or through email. It's wingmansgarage at gmail.com. Um, we do use Messenger on Facebook often. Yes. Um, and it's probably the easiest way to get in touch with us. Uh, or, of course, you can always call us. 2625. Go ride. Yes, that is a great way to do it. Um, still would love to get some recordings from anybody who wants to leave a, an intro. Yep. Um, Isaac was our, our first that we used. Um, again, thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, we'll also be updating uh, Patreon here eventually. Yeah. Uh, and moving into that. But we got some big things on the horizon, and uh, we're happy to bring everybody who's listening with us. Yes, absolutely. We come on; it's going to be fun. It will be fun. Um, there may also be another two-wheeled vehicle joining. Yes, the garage. There might be, seat. and this I'm if if this happens, I am beyond excited for this. this I am giddy like a school. I was going to say when I sent the picture of this to uh, Daniel, he lit up like a Christmas tree. I blew out. me the hell up. I freaked out. So, if this happens, it's going to be really entertaining. And honestly, it will be. Yeah. It, it will be incredibly stupid. Probably very dangerous, painful, fun. Yes, but it'll be on video and it'll be <laughs> awesome. So, we'll reveal more on that here soon. Yep. Um, Once the deal is done. Well, once everything's figured out and done. But, um, yeah. So, again, please go out, share Facebook. Please. Like. 
Um, tell everybody you know who rides, even if they don't ride, who cares? Do it now! Yes, that. Um, <coughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's been a kind of a slow week, and it was kind of a crappy day today. Yeah, we'll be so, going live next week with yes, Colin. Yes, we will be live with Colin uh, next week. So I will be posting that to the Facebook page here in the next couple of hours. Yep. That should be fun. It will be entertaining. Um, I can't say that there's going to be anything on the back of the wall here for you, John. Yeah, we'll figure that out later. But we'll get a big poster that says, hi, John, in the back. I'll bring in my light so we at least look pretty. Oh, God. As pretty as we can get. Pretty one's over there. Yeah, the pretty one's sitting over here on on the couch next to me. (laughs) It definitely ain't me and Chris. Right. Anyways, on that note, thanks for joining us for episode 34. Yep. This is Chris the Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. And Tina Vita on the couch. Yawning. Mid yawn. <laughs> we'll Tina see you guys <coughs> next. No, oh. we'll see you next week. Row, I was. Died. We might see you I'm next dead. week. Chris might I'm dying. Not be there. I'm dying. <coughs> I'm Jesus. I've got a knife. We can get it out right now. Just right here in the. In the no, it's going to be in your chest. I'm pulling your lung out. <laughs> Anyways, before I truly die. Yes. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Turn that shit off. I gotta go cook.